You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Federal Premium Ammunition and their new Centerfire Rifle Ammunition Terminal Ascent. Now, the Terminal Ascent has a slipstream polymer tip that helps flatten trajectories and initiates low-velocity expansion at longer ranges. The Terminal Ascent gives you match-grade long-range accuracy in a bonded hunting bullet and it comes in a variety of cartridges including the 6.5 Creedmoor, the 280 Ackley Improved, the 28 Nosler, the 7mm Remington Mag 30-06 and the 300 Win Mag. If you want to find more information about the Terminal Ascent, visit federalpremium.com and while you're there, check out It's Federal Season, the official podcast of Federal Ammunition. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. Joining me today is my co-host, Micah. Hi, buddy. What's up, buddy? How are you, sir? Good. I'm excited about today's episode. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. This, this is a good one. A bunch of friends just joshing around. One of your good buddies, and he actually did my wedding. My He does uh, DJing and stuff on the side and stuff, so I've known him a little bit. But uh, yep. he gets his first deer at yeah. the ripe old age of 39. Yeah, so, so today's episode is our guests are Jimmy Schlichting and Brian Houck, both uh, childhood friends of mine, grew up with those guys. Um, uh, the story is about basically how it's never too late to start hunting. Uh, right. Jimmy did, decided to, to become a hunter at, in his mid-30s. Um, didn't get to really start hunting till his late thirties and killed his first deer and his 39th year of life. And it's never too late to get going. And Brian's on with him, uh, as he was kind of Jimmy's mentor throughout this whole process, getting him ready to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I like listening to it cause it's you know, two buddies that, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a fun story and, uh, yeah. it sounds like they had a good time and, uh, sounds like we got another hunter for life. Yeah. So. It's uh it's two friends of mine that I, I remember, uh, I mean, I grew up with Brian. Jimmy didn't move to our town until a little bit later, but um, Brian and I have been buddies since we could walk. And, uh, you know, Schlick and I lived together in college. Um, so uh, good friends with both these guys. So I'm happy to see one of them uh, a, a hunter now. So yeah, absolutely, man. I actually so. remember my first time ever eating deer was deer meat chili or deer meat tacos with Brian at his uh, house in, in Warrensburg. Oh, really? Yep. First time I ever had deer. What'd you think of that? It was awesome. He made some good deer meat. 
deer deer <laughs> deer meat, chili taki, tacos tacos whatever the hell it's tacos called. yeah they awesome. were tacos it was with deer meat so okay. awesome um so it's a good episode hope everybody enjoys it um you know everybody can think back to those times when they first started hunting whether yep. it was when they were seven years old or when they were in their teens 20s whatever mm-hmm. think about when you first started and and what it was like and this is what jimmy is living right now so yeah. um hope you all enjoy it unless you got anything else we will hop into this this is the show this is the missouri <laughs> wisdom water podcast All right, excited for today's show. Here with Micah again, as usual. What's up? What's up, buddy? And today's show, um, I'm excited about because it's two of my childhood friends. Grew up with these guys. Uh, got my buddy Jimmy Schlichting. What's up, buddy? Hello. And my buddy Brian Houck. Hello. And today's show is, is going to be really cool, I think. Uh, you know, I'm really happy for him. I'm excited that we got another member in the hunting community now, hopefully, for a while. Um, but today's show is basically about its... I don't really know how to explain it, but it's never too late to start hunting. That's right. And it's going to be about Jimmy's story. Uh, and the reason Brian's here is because Brian was basically the one with him from the beginning when Jimmy decided he wanted to get into deer hunting. Um, Brian was the one that kind of kind took you and not held your hand. But type thing. <laughs> the Min- mentor. Yeah, yeah. Mentor. a lot there of questions. Yeah. That's for sure. Helped him with uh, getting a gun and eh, just everything. Um so Brian's here because he was um, he was instrumental in Jimmy's success. So um, that's kind of what the the story was going to be is Jimmy getting into deer hunting at uh, I guess what almost forty thirty eight technically last year right started at thirty eight yep. yep first time out yeah so it's definitely never too late right um, so before we get into it nobody knows you all um, so let's let's do some introductions uh, Schlick one so for everybody that is listening. Uh, Jimmy's nickname is Schlick, so if you hear me say that, that I'm, I'm talking to a buddy of mine that I've called that for, what, 20 years? I don't know how long I've known you. 24. Long, long time. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, where you're from, what you do for a living, and, and then we'll get to Brian. Hello, I am Jimmy Schlickteen. I uh, live in Bates City, Missouri. Uh, been around Kansas City area my whole life. Obviously, a nice Midwest town here for us, and um, I currently work out at Pleasant Hill School District, and so I am their technology director, so kind of a different, a little bit of background coming from an IT guy, being a hunter, but um, just been a sports guy my whole life, and really do enjoy being outside when I can. Uh, Actually, even got to do some fishing here at Nate's house a couple times, so it's a good time fishing, but um, always been interested in hunting, and and, uh, just never really had a chance to until... Um, you know, Brian and I were finally get to do this a couple years ago. So that's awesome. Brian, how about you, man? Yeah, Brian Houck. Sorry, uh, I don't have a nickname for you. Yeah, I just call right. you Brian. I've only known you for what, 35 years? <laughs> 30, so. Yeah, well, well, basically, I mean, if we know, knew each other as babies, we would have. That's right. That's essentially. Um, similar to Jimmy, you know, grew up in eastern Jackson County, which is uh, east of Kansas City pretty much my whole life, except for about a four and a half year stint in St. Louis. Um, I've worked for a local trucking company for uh, about the past 16 years, doing a little bit of everything for them, and uh, grew up, you know, kind of living in the country and Mm -hmm. uh, had access to some hunting properties. So, you know, shooting, hunting, being outdoors has been Mm -hmm. something I've been involved with 
ever since I can remember and uh, was really pleased when Jimmy approached me a couple years ago, about four years ago, saying, hey, I, I think I'd kind of like to get into this. And it's been a long journey, but uh, <laughs> we, we finally got here. So Yeah, hey, doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. That's I mean, right. I'm, I'm sort of the same way as Schlick a little bit. I just started earlier than he sooner, did. I yeah. mean, I was in my early 20s when I got into hunting and, and things like that. But, um, you know, so it's, it's never too late no matter how old you are, but, um, you know, everybody's got a different path to where they get into the outdoors some way, shape or form. So, um, yeah, I remember you growing up in the, the country, Brian, and yep. going to spend a night at your house and pee in your bed many a times. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, we'd go out there and talk to my grandpa. It was cutting hay oh, and doing yeah. all sorts of stuff. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. Your mother is a saint. She would, uh, always make me feel better when I, <laughs> I peed the bed. <laughs> I mean, for the listeners, you did have, like, you pissed the bed till you were, I, I was, like, 14 was, or something okay, like that. Okay, dude, chill out on the 14. <laughs> I, was, I was solid 10 years old, still peeing the bed. There was nothing <laughs> I could do about it. And the worst part is I'm getting paid back because both of my sons. Oh, they're going to kill you if they ever hear this. Do this right now. And, and I've got two little boys. I mean, nothing wrong with it, but I'm getting paid back uh, for sure. But um, so anyway, let's have some uh, some awesome deer talk here. So... Schlick, why don't you tell everybody just what was the first thing you – what started this thought? And then, you know, I, I know it was a long time ago, but um, how did it kind of – the spark start, and then where did you go from there? Yeah, so, I mean, really for us, you know, we, we did – we all grew up together, uh, going to high school together, you know, and obviously a lot of our friends were also deer hunters, you know, so I'd hear the stories about, you know, them hunting, and then as we got older, you know, some of our friends started going to deer camp, that kind of stuff, and – of course, you hear some wild stories from deer camp here and there, <laughs> and um, it was just something that, you know, I always was interested in it, but, you know, I, I actually uh, grew up in Blue Springs all the way until high school, and so um, my parents, you know, were never big hunters and, t you know, didn't do that stuff with me, and so it became more of an adult thing, um, and then just as, um, you know, getting older as an adult, uh, I did actually end up marrying a girl from northern Missouri that, you know, had some land, which obviously is some primary to go hunting in northern Missouri. And so, you know, having the in-laws that had a spot to go hunt and made it easy with about an hour away that made it easy to go have some uh, access to a good area to, to hunt and um, started talking to Brian about it. And really just from the start, you know, I, I had never gone before, never sat with anybody. And so that was kind of the original plan was, you know, before he moved to St. Louis, we were just going to go. Um, you know, I didn't have my hunter safety course even done. So I think year after year, he kept on giving me a hard time. He's like, when are you going to do your hunter safety course? <laughs> even to where I enrolled him and, and, <laughs> I remember and, and sent story. him the link. I was like, here's your username. Here's your password. All you have to do is start it, you know, go. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. And of course, being the IT guy, I was like, oh man, I can do this online now. Because I mean, obviously even being in your thirties and sitting in hunter safety course with a bunch of 10 year old boys would have been weird as that would have been but now that it's obviously available online you can go ahead and get that done and right. yeah, it makes it a little easier way yeah. way yeah. easier so of course when i'm doing the test i'm sitting there calling brian i'm like oh my gosh man what's the grain of the bullet and everything <laughs> <laughs> so you know having that mentor you know after it, that helped a lot and so um that was the plan though i mean we were just going to go up and uh use my in-laws land and brian was going to take me along i was going to sit with him you know, and really just kind of get a feel for what it was like, um, you know, hopefully see something up there. And then if he could, you know, uh, harvest one, then, you know, he'd kind of walk me through the whole field dressing. That way I'd have yeah. the comfort level of just doing it myself. And, and then unfortunately this guy decided to uh, move to freaking St. Louis. Louis. Nothing wrong with St. Louis, yeah. but <laughs> it's a long way from where we are. And, yeah. and literally it was 
I think the week before opening day, it was November of uh, like 2014, 2015. No, it was 2014. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yep, just that's unfortunately the way it, it worked out. So happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Brian moved to St. Louis uh, for four years or so. Um, so basically your plans kind of took a back seat, took a back kinda... seat. And you got, I mean, you know, you living in St. Louis too, you had a hard time coming back and get to really hunt oh, yeah. yourself. Well, and, uh, uh you know, moving to St. Louis was a combination of several things. And one was, um, staying with my company, but taking a different position, but, uh, I was traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so even out there, I didn't get to do a lot of things that I was involved with out here, whether it was hunting or playing softball or, you know, doing some different things, you know, I was typically gone at least a week, a month, uh, on the road. And then of course, when I'm back, um, you know, want to spend time with the kids and the family right. and we were starting right. a family. So yeah, just a lot going on. And I know you were, you know, that was right in the process. You guys were building your house and, you know, just a lot personally going on that, oh, yeah. you know, you know, life happens. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Well, I mean, and that, that's the good thing is you kind of, you, you had the idea and then at least from my point of view, Brian moved back and it picked right back up. I just snapped my fingers for everybody, but it, <laughs> it picked right back up because when Brian moved back, um, starting last season is really when uh, you decided, "Hey, I'm let's do this." You know, we're going to do this. So, take me through last season a little bit, and you know what started the conversation again, and then where did it go from there to the point that you were actually hunting deer last season? Yeah, r- really. Um, kind of one thing that really predates that a little bit is that. Um, for one Christmas a couple years before that my father-in-law actually bought me my first shotgun. And so it really just a home defense style shotgun, but it was something that I kind of got me into the firearms world and, um, started, you know, you know, getting familiar with, with firearms, you know, being safe with it, that kind of thing. Um, my wife and I actually went and got our conceal and carry. So we were doing some target practice stuff. And so just getting more familiarized with the firearm being safe. And then, um, (coughs) You know, then when Brian moved back and then, you know, having some, you know, firearm experience, you know, it really, you know, really heated that up even more. And so then, you know, having the opportunity of the land that we had access to and Brian being back close to home so we could go up. And um, I don't know if I want to talk about this, but uh, <laughs> please do. We uh, made a trip up to the farm one day and Brian takes his rifles. And so we're like, let's go shoot some rifles and like, let's see what you can do, like hitting targets. And I'm like. Okay, and so I had never really shot a rifle before in my life, and I I can't remember all. The, I, I know the one I was real comfortable with was a twenty two twenty two two fifty twenty two two fifty. That's and understandable. So shooting milk jugs and having a good time, and so we're sitting there, and I can't remember if there was anything else between that, and then uh, there was the the one story that I I will still be mortified the rest of my life, and so we're shooting there shooting, and was it did it go straight from twenty two two fifty or was there? Well, uh, I. I can't remember what I took that day. We were, there was probably a thirty thirty mixed in there, some other things. But uh, Nathan is familiar with this. It oh was my gosh, the, you took him to a three hundred wind mag. Three hundred wind mag. And, uh, he's he had a little little scope mark to prove it. So it, it <laughs> happens to the best of us. It buddy. definitely yeah. bit him, and I, I felt terrible. And I asked him, hey, you know, you want to try this? And he said, Yeah, I think I can. And my biggest thing where I was standing and I'm watching him is I was looking at his eye relief. You know, and I'm like, hey, do you see that full circle? He, oh, yeah, I don't see any black. So I knew he was far enough away from the scope. But what I didn't catch is he was square. He wasn't mm-hmm. in line with it and have that really packed in his shoulder. So when he pulled that trigger, it spun him. 
And yeah. it, it didn't cut him deep. I mean, it wasn't like it flayed him open and, you know, hanging over his eye. But it it definitely, you saw that little red peeking through <laughs> right above that eyebrow. Yeah. So Any gush, no gushing blood no gushing, or nothing like nope, that? Nothing, nothing down in the eyes or anything like that. But uh, he said, it got me. And I was like, <laughs> well, because we were shooting over a hay bale. And, of course, the concussion, just the hay shot everywhere. So I thought, well, maybe he got something in his eyes. I was like, what did? He's like, the gun. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, But it didn't persuade him. I mean, obviously – Never shot that gun again, but uh, we stayed after it. So. One and done on the one and done on the There's nothing wrong with that. They, <laughs> Brian and I were actually on the phone this morning uh, talking about my 300 and how 12 shots into it, I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm beat. <laughs> they they definitely kick. They're a little overkill for anything that you really need. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so don't feel hop bad. back down to that 2250. 22-250 and get a nice feel for shooting. But. And so that was right before – I don't. that wasn't even last year. That was before I moved. It yeah, was. Yeah, yep. so that was probably fall of 2014. Yep. A lot of funny stories came out of that because that, at that time, my father-in-law was there with us because he's a big firearm uh, enthusiast. And so, of course, you know, I've been the Blue Springs guy, kind of a city guy. I um, get, of course, hit with a scope, and he's just dying laughing. He can't help himself. He has to go back to the house because he, he's almost embarrassed for me because, you know, here I am the <laughs> – the city boy that gets hit with the scope and he's I can't laughing. B- I can't and I'm the one that felt terrible and <laughs> he his father was laughing so hard he had to walk <laughs> he had to away. Walk back. Well, so then the next day at church, our daughter goes to church and goes, "My dad got shot in the head." <laughs> like, oh, great kids love him. So the father-in-law is walking back to the house, going, "I can't believe this is my son-in-law." <laughs> <laughs> what was my daughter thinking? <laughs> I'm over there cleaning up blood with wet wipes and oh right. man, happens, happens. Yep. So yeah, so going to last year, so. What was the first thing you started doing as far as, okay, I'm, I want to hunt. You know, yep. Brian's back. You guys have probably been talking a little bit, but what was the first steps you kind of started taking? Well, so uh, at had that you point, taken your, your... I had not yet, and so okay. it was getting kind of close to deer season, and so that's when he put the heat on me, and he's like, man, you got to get this done if we're going to go hunting. And, of course, I just kept trying to put the onus back on him. I'm like... I'm just going to come sit with you, man. Like, I just don't really know yet. And he's like, nope. He goes, we're, we're all in and you're going to do this. And, and so at that point, um, cause I, I personally, I didn't even own a rifle at that point. And yeah. so my stepdad had done some hunting, but I mean, he was more just kind of, you know, did his hunting by himself. It wasn't something that, you know, I really got involved with him, but so he did have some rifles, you know, that, you know, if I was willing to, you know, at least borrow one of my stepdads, I had access to borrow one from a family member and, um, so, you know, finally got the test done, got that. He was, you know, of course, I seen the little online thing, certificate. certificate that's right. I'm like, all right, oh, here we go. You know, so that kind of started the plan. And um, it was so funny just because, you know, asking all these questions, not, not knowing anything about, you know, what deer are like, you know, I mean, because obviously, you know, you hear stories about people, you know, hitting them with their car and they're out in the road and all this stuff. And But from a hunting perspective, you know, Brian really kind of built it up to me, like, in my mind, you know, I, I honestly thought these deers were almost like ninjas. And, <laughs> they, you know, can they can be. They yeah. they can hear you. They can smell you, you know, and correct, you know, don't, don't move and don't don't talk and, you know, all this stuff. And, of course, in my mind, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, like I'm going to have to be on my A game and just be ready for this, you know. And <laughs> This yeah. doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's times where you're like, why the hell am I doing this? That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I actually, when you said don't move, I – listened to a podcast earlier today, maybe yesterday, but about the science behind deer, the top 20 discoveries of deer in the last like two decades. And uh, I wish I could give credit to this person, but I always forget which podcast I was listening to. But one of the things that they've discovered is deer process things they see four times faster than a human does. So you're up in a tree or you're, you're on the ground and you make 
a regular movement, it's amplified apparently to that deer. And that's why they, you know, they make a quick movement or whatever. They see things because they process stuff so much faster. So it's almost like the way the guy explained it, it's almost like they see in slow motion. You know, they can see your movement that you make much easier than, you know, you and I or anybody else would see it. So that's, that's the whole sitting still thing and all that stuff. Yeah. He's got it. And so, and I think, especially when I moved back, I mean, we knew, all right, we're going. So this was last year. We knew we were going. (laughs) So we, we took a full day, a full Saturday and went up there, um, to the farm up there. So they have 120 acres and it's a really unique property. I mean, it is 50, 50, 60 acre hayfield, 60 acre, just thick, just nice, thick timber Mm -hmm. and farmland all around them. That's awesome. And so when you get to the back, probably right about the halfway of the property, it really crests on that hayfield. Then it kind of goes back down to the South. Mm -hmm. And so we walked around a little bit and kind of see where we wanted to go. And just all the sign that I saw, we picked a spot about 80 yards, right? I mean, sitting on the fence line, about 80 yards from the southern border because you could just tell they were out eating all night, doing everything, but, boy, they were coming back hot and heavy. That's where they were bedding down to that thick timber because sure. that's the only thick timber for several Quite fields it. around. Yeah. And, I mean, just deer sign. I mean, you look at some of these paths. It looks like people just been riding bikes, <laughs> you know. I mean, they're yeah. just – Cattle have here. been in there or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So uh, – you know, he was mentioning the rifles from his uh, stepdad. So, you know, I th- it was either his or your brother's thirty thirty. you know, has got a little three by nine power scope on it. So where we sat, his farthest shot would be 80 yards. So I was like, you know, you don't have to worry about a thing. You put that crosshair on right wherever on. you want. You don't have to aim high, aim low. Yeah. And, and you'll be ready. So we, we picked a spot right by never, or right by a uh, cedar tree. We'd set the fence line, just a couple camo chairs, just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of sit there. And then the rest of the day we shot. Yeah. So we took our chair. Got, got ready. Yep. We took yep. our chairs up. So I had them practicing shooting all sorts of positions out of the chairs, left, mm-hmm. right, center, you know, just all sorts of stuff. And I'm a big fan of milk jugs. I mean, so I, I always packed probably 10 or 12 milk jugs every time we go because one, they're, you know, it's kinetic. You, they explode. It's fun. You just fill them up with water. <laughs> right. But two, I, my, my philosophy has always been it doesn't matter if I'm trying to shoot 25 yards or 300 yards. Mm-hmm. If I can hit a milk jug, I can hit the shoulder or just behind the shoulder of an animal. You sure. know, I can put it where I want to. And he was drilling them, you know, and we did. We sat them 25, 50, 80, 100 yards and just tagging milk jugs, you know. It's been all day and just and talked about it more, where we'd park, where we'd walk in that morning, mm-hmm. you know, how you know how everything would go and just really set the tone. That's probably about two week, two or three weeks before season started. So. Yeah. And it's nice to have that mentor, you know, oh, yeah. to, to ask those questions about, well, why do I got to worry about their noses oh, yeah. and all that. I mean, there's – None of us are ever going to learn everything about right. deer hunting, but at, the more you hunt, the more you understand, oh, this is why wind matters. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why certain things matter. And it's, you know, when you were talking about having a mentor a second ago, Schlick, if you really think about anybody that's ever got into hunting, there has got to be a very small percentage of people that have ever got into hunting that did not have somebody. Maybe a parent get or them into grandparent it or sure. aunt, uncle. You had Brian. Yep. I mean, you and your brother Really yeah, we just kind of did it together, together so it right? was kind of, yeah. Yeah, uh, myself was, my brother-in-law's got me into it when I was, you know, uh, getting ready to get married to my wife. So, I mean, everybody kind of pretty much has somebody that either persuades them to try it. Um, I mean, there probably are people out there that just say, I'm going to do it and start doing it um, and learn the hard way. But it's nice to have that, that mentor to ask questions to and yep. say, how come I got to 
wear camo or why do I got to do this? And, you know, it's, it's nice to not think of those things. Cause had you been by yourself, Oh, it'd been terrible. <laughs> the worst, and the good thing is this, and I already know this last year, you're going to tell the listeners this in a second, but when you're, if you start by yourself and you have nobody to really teach you anything, the chances of you seeing a deer go drastically down because you just don't really know where to go, how to set up. Yep. And it's not great for a brand new hunter to not see anything yep. because then um, they, they might out really quick. Yeah. They might you lose know, that. Yeah. Hell, I remember my first, several years bow hunting i couldn't get a deer within you know 80 yards of me and i'm just like i'm never gonna kill anything with a bow blah 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 and you know then you start doing more work figuring out more things and then it starts clicking but um so you got you got ready you picked out where you're gonna sit um got the the gun dialed in felt comfortable with it which is a very important part for the listeners schlick started his hunting career um, and he was going to start with a rifle, obviously, like a, a lot of people do. Um, it's a, a natural start for a lot of people. So, um, and you were ready to go. So from that day, did you guys pretty much hunt after that? Was that right before the season started? That was about two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So we, we had a plan set out. We knew what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and it was just hurry up and wait. Yeah. yeah. Wait for that Saturday morning. So I don't know if Jessica's going to listen to this. Listeners, <laughs> Jessica's Slick's wife. Uh, how much money did you spend on camo and all that stuff, or did you? Well, so that, that was a, that was another beautiful part about having a wonderful mentor. I got all his hand me downs. Oh, that's <laughs> so nice. he had gotten some special the year before. He bought all new camo, and he's like, "You can have everything that I was using before." I'm like, "Man, he got coveralls." He got and so uh, jacket. He's got thermal gloves. He was set, ready to go. And see, what was funny though, because I'm I'm a I'm a researcher too, and so I like to look, go online, look at stuff, being the IT guy, you know, and so I was kind of asking some questions also along the way about all this different stuff, <laughs> and one of the things I kind of stumbled upon was about, about scent blocker and stuff like that, and, you know, yep. washing your clothes, and of course, he's giving me stories. He's like, man, he goes, just take your stuff, throw it outside like a day or two before, let it just air out. He goes, we'll be fine. I'm like... That is one <laughs> freaking rabbit hole that you could get lost yeah. in yeah i mean scent you and all that so yeah. much of stuff it's and i always go back to that analogy you know a lot of stuff is for the fishermen not the fish and i am <laughs> i'm gonna I, write that down that was good, <laughs> that's a, I, I am not uh i i well one I, I tried it years and years ago and had a horrific allergic reaction to whatever i washed my clothes <laughs> so, so that that's what really yeah, the one time i was like well i'll try it and sure. yeah so never again you know a couple of, ster- a couple of steroid shots and you know stuff like that later just in the tree stand just oh, it, it was like crazy miserable well yeah, it's funny you think about it we're going down a rabbit hole right now but that's yeah. what we do in the show I, I do pay attention well i pay attention to my wind more than anything that's what matters. But I do certain things. I, I wash my clothes in detergent or scent-free detergent, and I, I do spray down, and I do certain things. Well, we go out west elk hunting. You do not have time for all that stuff. Yeah. You literally only play the wind, and you smell like death. By, by the yes. time you – I mean, you haven't showered or taken a bath in how many days. By the time you come home, you smell like something <laughs> bad. Well, and and ball sack. all it is you is say, like, you basically do yes <laughs> dirty ball sack all it is is playing the wind at that point right you know you have the wind to your advantage they're not going to smell you and that's when you can win but oh yeah Schlick, you can i mean <laughs> there are there are so many things some people do and hey more power to them it's the way they choose to hunt and yeah, if, if they think it works great sure. but um so yeah, you got lucky. You got some free stuff. Got some free stuff. I was lined out, had everything. I was kind of hoping to get you in trouble with Jess, but 
don't know. I, and, hey, but even having what you have, then, of course, there's always something new that comes out, and you're like, man, I really like these the camo print on these pants, but the jacket doesn't quite match, and... Oh man! Look then, behind you. <laughs> oh, I saw the rack. I'm like, oh my gosh! I, I'm gonna man. try this camo out. I'm gonna try this camo out. <laughs> I mean, Wait it's for fun. I mean, women do it all the time. They buy that stuff. But I mean, for real, like camo. I like my camo to match. I don't know why. It doesn't. I mean, to be honest, it probably doesn't even matter. But I feel better whenever I got the same pants as shirt. You can kill a deer in blue jeans and a flannel shirt. Yes, you definitely can. But there's just something about it. It makes me feel better. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so you got your stuff. Um, guys went out and shot a couple weeks before the season. And then did you go opening day, uh, opening, opening weekend? Day. Yep. yep, opening day. Because with her parents, I mean, obviously that's a good area, you know, and they had some family friends that like to hunt their area. And so, you know, uh, luckily being the son-in-law, I got first dibs. And so got our name on the on the calendar, and that was our day. And so we knew we were going up opening day. Oh, it's and, serious up there. They they have to oh, calendar yeah. it out and everything, huh? Yeah. Yep. And so uh, – we kind of arranged it because we, we do both live a little about an hour away from where we were going. And so we kind of talked it through, like, you know, how how we were going to plan on meeting before, driving up, and, of course, uh, getting there at what time. Because I didn't even know what time we were even going to get there, how, what if it was going to be dark, light, grab breakfast. I didn't know our what, 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 what our plan was. So If it was anything like when you and I lived together, <laughs> it would have been about 9.45 in the morning strolling in there. <laughs> Two and a half hours after first light, it'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> we'll see something. But nope, so Brian put me on the spot. He's like, man, you got to be at my house, I think, at 4 o'clock? 4 a.m. I'm like, whoo. And so sure enough, got that alarm set and – Met him at his house up there. We made our trip up north at 4 a.m. How positive were you he was going to be at your house at 4 a.m.? Well, also knowing Jimmy for many, many years, <laughs> as, as when my alarm went off, there was a text. There was, hey, you up? You ready to go? And he was. That was smart. That was smart. That's yep. right. And I don't know, opening day two years ago, it was perfect. Clear, cool. And mm-hmm. where we that were sitting. That was when it was really cold, wasn't it? Uh, it was probably. No, it, it, there it was, was probably about 20. Well, the ground was frozen because I remember crunching when I walked in that morning. It, it was probably about 20 or so, and it warmed mm-hmm. up to about 40 that yep. afternoon. But okay. wind coming out of the south, morning, which was, is where yeah. we were facing. So, I mean, which, I mean, yeah, the wind's important, but I never let it put me off. I'm still going, you know. Right, <laughs> so, sure. but You can't uh, kill him on the couch. Yeah, that's yep. right. So, I mean, it, but it just so happened to be working our favor for that day. And we probably got in there and sat down probably eh, quarter to six or so, you know. And, again, just walking through everything. And the way we sat, um, yeah, before I, we, I'll let Jimmy dive into, you know, once the sun came up, what took place. But, <laughs> uh, so he was on my right. And so he was closest to the fence because what's also unique about that property is – to his right is a meadow that opens up to about 60 yards. And so before it goes directly into the timber, so they have access to that timber coming directly out of the south, you know, if they want to work their way back to that timber, and then also coming from the east, from the left to the right. And so if something were to come that direction, because that was where I sat, I, I told them what we want is something to come from that field over there to the east, come walk into the woods right here because you'll be able to raise your gun and not have to turn at all and it'll be right on your right hand shoulder and right along that southern fence mm-hmm. and then um i sat to his left kind of catty corner looking back across the hay field um i had a little bit more powerful rifle than he did so if something did come up a little farther down the hay field or something i would have a shot at that but he definitely had the uh the bread and butter this yeah, is where we prime, wanted something to come through yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, once we got in there and sat, got our lights off, you know, and kind of sitting there and just letting the sun come up and just, 
you know, real quietly talking over everything. All right. You know, so, and again, opening day, especially for rifle, boy, once you hear those shots start booming, oh, boy, man. it gets yeah. that heart pumping, you yep. know, you yep. know, they're moving. So, yep. you know, here we go. And not, so I'd look at my watch, but like, oh, I've got about 30 minutes, you know, so <laughs> yeah. just, you get ready, you know, just, you know, let your eyes adjust, start picking out things you think look like deer, but aren't, you know, and right. try, yep. try to get, you know, what's that stump? What's that stick? You know, and stuff like everything that. looks like a deer at first light. It does. Like yep. right before it's not quite legal and to dust. shoot. Yep. Yeah. Everything you're like, oh, there's a deer. Nope. That was a stick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, everything is a deer apparently. So, but, uh, I mean, it, it, like I said, you couldn't draw it up any better for, op- for the first time it was opening morning. Whether it was cooperating, it was just a, a really good morning. Yeah. So awesome. And it was cool. So we got up there, you know, early enough to walk in. Of course it's dark. And, um, for the, for you guys that, uh, don't know so so nate and i we actually played high school football and basketball together and then brian played basketball with us as well so we were big athletes you know and so whenever you're going into a you know varsity athletic event you know you have that pre-game moment where things are building up and that <laughs> mm-hmm. the butterflies are starting but you're kind of nervous but you're all ready to go run through a wall and you know and so we get all of our camo on and everything and we start walking to our stand and it's dark and i knew when brian started whispering i'm like ooh. It's getting serious. This is, this is real. This is good. This is real. And, of course, like you said, we had the crunching of the ground because it was a good morning, and we were whispering. And, I'm, of course, at that point, I'm still going blind. I don't have a clue what's going to happen. <laughs> and Because at that point, we hadn't done anything really in terms of, you know, just doing our one scout trip, you know, to see if we saw marks. But, you know, we you know didn't have any trail cams. We had no idea. It's probably the first you time you've walked through there in the dark. Ever, or, yeah. You know, yep. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's a, probably a good correlation between why a lot of athletes hunt or fish or do anything that can get your um, adrenaline, adrenaline and, level, yep, competition up. level, and yeah, and then you become a. I mean, you really do become a junkie for that that spike in adrenaline. It's yep. it's just like you wait for it the next time. I mean, there's a yep. there's a lot to that, and that, you're right. It's yep. it feels similar to that that feeling. Yep. Yeah. And so when we got finally settled in, you know, we're sitting down, and of course it's still pitch black dark you know and and being up in northern missouri you know and there's no street lights nothing anywhere near you know it's, it's one of the coolest feelings really and that's kind of what brian kind of talked about ahead of time too he goes man he goes well it's just sitting there and you're out in the dark and it's the outdoors and you're just taking it all in he goes there's really nothing like it you know just because you're you're almost at one with nature and it's just a cool feeling to start the day you know and that that yeah. was neat and so uh, so we're sitting there and of course where we're sitting you know back to the east um that's where, you know, the sun's coming up, you know, and it wasn't a cloudy day that day, I don't think no, at no, all, hardly. Clear. So clear. I remember, I don't know why, I don't remember a lot of days, but that buck we were talking about before we started recording, I killed him that, that day. That day, for opening and day. And I remember that day so vividly because the ground was frozen walking in that day. Um, I had to leave because my daughter had a basketball game, and then I came back that afternoon, and everything was wet. So I knew it warmed up enough that mm-hmm. that stuff got wet. Um, and I remember it being pretty black that morning. If I remember correctly, so you know, I can I'm picturing yep. my thoughts when I was you know an hour south of you, what was going on that morning and all that too. So yeah, you're right. It's you're just like this is cool. Oh yeah. So we're we're sitting there. We I've got my camo chair and I'm sitting next to him. And of course he's already got me talked into. You know we've I've I've got already one in, but the safety's on. You know, so but my you know guns you know laying across your lap. You know, but you're not you know going crazy yet. And then of course you know finally it gets to be just about. Uh, shooting light oh yeah so start <laughs> hearing the booms start, yeah. yep so you start kind of hearing them wherever and that's because he, he kind of gives me the heads up he goes all right he goes you know at this point you know it's, it's legal and so you know if something comes in here he goes take your shot and of course at this point I, i'm still hoping just because 
like, man, I, I really hope he just sees something and shoots it. And that way we can field dress this thing, and I understand. And and I told him I don't know how many times I am not pulling the trigger until you do. Yeah. I was like, because we're up here for you. So if you get a deer, great. If I don't, that's fine. We're yeah. this is. Yeah, you've th- killed deer before. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, yes, it's I'm, cool. Uh, yeah. If if you shoot, you're one, more on a mission for Schlick to kill that, something. That's than you. all I was yeah. there. Yeah. And so, but I told him like, if you shoot one and outstanding, we'll do it. And if we see something come up. I don't need long. I'll shoot it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we'll have two. And so, but yeah, I was like, I'm not doing anything until you do. And he was like, all right, all right, all right. So I'm hoping, yeah, with the hayfield back to my, you know, I can't even see. I'm like, please come to the hayfield. So, <laughs> so he has to shoot first, and oh no. And so, so we're sitting there, you know, finally uh, shooting lights there, and uh, I got to stop looking at you because I already know the story. You're gonna start <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and so we're sitting there. I'm looking back to the east, you know, kind of, he's, he's giving me this the rundown. He goes, you know, kind of just survey, you know, don't do sharp movements, you know, but look around and see different things. And, and all of a sudden, I, I, I don't think I was, I didn't, I, I didn't even see it first because it was the first one we actually saw. And he's like, there's a buck to the left. And I'm like, I mean, and we're talking like 715. I mean, just <laughs> early morning, coming back to go to bed. And I was like, here he comes. Uh, I mean, and like I said, and I'll let Jimmy tell it, but. It was just you couldn't draw it up any better. Coming straight out right of right where east, you wanted him, and walking yeah. that fence line, and just walking, just like Brian had drawn it up. Yeah. And oh yeah, yeah. So he says there's a buck. You and you see him. Oh yeah. Stop for everybody. This is the first time you've seen a deer in the wild, like as you're hunting. Got, got the gun. Yeah. Hunting. Got the gun ready, and this is what the was first the one. first feeling you you thought when you you saw the deer on the hoof. I mean, well, because since we had talked about you know the situation of. You know the the smell and the and the no movement and you know no talking and so I mean this this mutant animals in my head that you know can see and hear everything you know and I'm like okay don't move and so he because he, he he prepped me and he goes you know hey he goes when they look down look away or whatever that's when you start raising your gun if they look back you know just stop and then you know hold your gun where you are and then whenever they may take another step or two you know and then they look back down then keep raising you up move and then, when they move and then yep and so he got like, all steps with my head. And so when I saw that deer, I mean, because it was it was up the fence line a little bit from us, so it was probably maybe it was probably when we first saw it, probably it was probably about 120 yards away. And even when we first saw it, we couldn't. Sh- I mean, it was still on the horizon, but it yep. was working right. its way down. You just knew it was on his way. Yeah, and uh, I heard you guys mention on one of your previous podcasts. So this is Caldwell County. It's got an antler restriction as well. Right. I don't know exactly how big it was, except for the fact that I knew we didn't have to worry about the antler <laughs> restriction. <laughs> right. I was like, all right, that's legal. Yeah. So, that's gonna be a legal buck up yeah. there. Yep, and so here we are. You know, this thing comes, comes, you know, coming down the hill at us, and so I, I have my gun still laying in my lap, and so he takes a couple of steps, but and and the way I played off in my mind, I mean, that deer just looked me in the eye the entire time, <laughs> and he just walked down as slow as he could, just and he, staring at you, huh? and he never broke eye contact, and I'm like, well, I can't move. Like this is not going <laughs> to happen. Brian said, and "Don't so, move." He said, "Not to move." And I'm like, man, and then like he just eye contact the whole time you know and so tell me your thoughts as this is happening so i so i know jimmy knows the deer is there and again i'm sitting to the to jimmy's left so i'm can't see everything about him but so i'm i'm sitting there watching the deer and it is it it wasn't walking because where we sit about 15 yards directly in front of us there's a gap in the fence mm-hmm. and you can tell they cross in that gap in the fence all yeah. the time but he was staying true to the fence line. So at his closest point, he's going to be about 80 yards due south of us, just straight in front of us. So mm-hmm. he wasn't coming at us. He just stayed right along that fence line. And yep. he did. He, this, this took place probably about, I'd say, two or three minutes. I mean, he was just walking. 
not chasing a doe, not doing anything, just walk, stop. Now, see, around. he says two or three minutes, and my first deer eyes, this lasted like 10 Six. seconds <laughs> because I'm like, oh, my God, he's here, you know? And, <laughs> and so I, I finally I, – I understand. He, so finally, he's about 20 yards away from the fence, so we've watched him walk about 60 or 80 yards. And so it's, it's far enough now where I'm turning my head where I can see Jimmy out of my peripheral vision, and I kind of glance over – and his rifle's still on his lap. <laughs> and he's just sitting there. And and so I'm I'm just as soon as he starts walking, I'm like, There he is. I'm like get your gun. Like, <laughs> what have you like, been like, doing? Yeah. It's like, hey Jimmy. There Yeah. And so uh that deer though, as he kept kind of walking down that hill, there is a there was a there's a perpendicular fence line also that runs on like right next to where we were sitting. Uh-huh. And so as it got to that fence line, he tells me, he goes He's going to jump that fence. And so he goes, if you have one chance, he goes, you're going to have to basically almost maybe stand, stand up. up. And there's a, a shooting lane as he jumps that fence. He goes, that's going to be your only chance. And as when, he's when telling he gets me to the this, other side of the, the yeah, fence. That yep. fence yeah. Yep. And so he's telling me this. In my mind, I go directly to like, dude, I'm not Rambo. Like, I, <laughs> I can't stand up and shoot this deer. Like, there's no way. And so so we lose sight of the deer. Like, he just jumps the fence. <clears throat> so I stand up, and I'm like, right here. I was like, he's going to, in about 10 seconds, he's going to pop out right there. Jimmy never stood up. <laughs> he just sat there. So I'm like, surely seeing me stand up, he'll stand up, you know, and see. And, I mean, that deer just walked right through that lane he was probably in that lane probably eight ten seconds just cat as casual as could <laughs> felt be like an eye blink mike i felt like an eye <laughs> I blink. Bet. It was, <laughs> i bet i get it. just walked away and so I, I i sat back down and i looked at him i was like what's up it was like, <laughs> what? and he's like i thought you were gonna shoot him i was like what, <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> I've told you how many times, but like I said, he was hooked for life. I mean, just that I could only imagine. I'm surprised I didn't see his heart coming through this cover, oh, yeah, I bet just pounding cool. out of his chest, you know. So well, it, it, we have all, lit- every single one of us in this room now has been in that situation. You see your first deer, especially your first buck. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, there's a big difference as far as my emotions when I see a, a, a deer with antlers compared to a doe. Not that does don't get me excited when I see them, but. There's just a difference. I don't know how I'll stop. I'm supposed to explain it. And, yeah, the first time you've ever seen one, it, there's definitely that, this is awesome. You know, This, and, is, this might happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and see, being new, too, and, and like, and, and we've shared deer stories, you know, but we've never really shared, like, you know, what's the biggest buck you shot or how many points or whatever, you know. And so when I saw that deer, I mean, like, this is a big deer. Like, I mean, so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, is this the biggest deer Brian maybe's ever had a chance to shoot? You know, I'm like – you need to shoot this thing because, I mean, this could be one that you can mount on your wall, you know. And so, I don't know. I was trying to almost share the love back and forth there, but he's like, nope, you're shooting. I'm like, oh. To the guy that's never scored a deer, has (laughs) never – I typically shoot the first thing I see, whether it's got antlers or not, if it's legal, you know. So, I couldn't care less (laughs) how big it is, but – uh, oh, that's hilarious! I I knew this story already, and that's why it was hard for me not to laugh the entire because it it's funny not because it's well it's funny because it's slick too. I mean, he's our buddy, and we've known him forever. And it's it's funny because you could also see that happening to any one of us the first time we ever went hunting. I mean, anybody that's listening, you can yeah. you can literally freeze like that and just Derek went because you're just like I. You're so worried about every little thing that you've been taught, right? Oh, and yeah. for good reason. They they do see movements. They do smell things that you're just like, 
I still do it to this day where I'm like, I can't move. Or you ever, Brian or Micah, you ever moved like this, like just so slowly for the listeners, I'm barely moving like my arm up because you have to itch your eye or something and <laughs> you just don't want them to see you. There is that, and especially when you've never been in that situation, the, the deer's passed you and the gun's still sitting on your lap because yeah. you're scared to move. Well, I mean, and, it happens. And the, and the crazy thing now that, you know, we have more experience with this and it's been year two now, you know, with going, looking back at that situation, I don't think that buck ever really knew we were even there, honestly. Oh, no. Because, Doesn't, I mean, I, he glanced at us a couple times, but, like, just because, you know, learning more as I saw more of him, I mean, he never got our scent. I mean, it was nothing. I mean, so – it might I look have been back a situation. Like, he probably just glanced your way, and he was probably had no idea nope, type yeah. thing. Yep. Yeah. His body language was not yeah seems, alert. So now, just, of course, now being in it a little more, I'm like, that was so stupid not to shoot that buck. <laughs> but you have the funniest story <laughs> yeah. ever well, now. And it didn't stop there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's keep well, – th- this day's not over. I forgot. It's it, only 7.15. We've already seen – And I, I know we want to get to this year and him shooting oh. a deer, but, I mean, opening morning – we saw 18 deer opening day. Oh, wow. 18 deer sitting in this spot. Now, <laughs> after that, I mean, and it did get to a point, like your photo the other day of, you know, they're all over me. Or I'm sw- I mean, we were swimming in deer at one point where uh-huh. we had a spike chasing three button bucks that were probably 20 yards to my left that walked through that opening in the fence. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, this is happening. He's got two six-pointers coming in from the south directly to his right. I mean, so... At one point, we literally, I mean, hey, they were all, and we couldn't good move. Good job not those. <laughs> so we're just good job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it was just one of those days that yep. even though he didn't get to shoot anything, he was hooked. Almost the best I mean, first day you could ask for. It was the best first yep. opening day you could have ever dreamed for a brand new hunter to go and experience that. It was, yeah. It's like taking a kid fishing for the first time and just hitting that honey hole and just, yeah, you, you know, just, just. It's a good thing it's and not a bad like thing it, all, at, all at one time because well, then you expect <laughs> that every time you go hunting. <laughs> so, and uh, unfortunately, I. I, and again, kind of, you know, like teasing why, you know, I, I don't care what I shoot. I typically just shoot something quick because I, I don't get to hunt a lot, you know. Right. So when rifle season comes, you know, this year, what did we go three or four times this year? Three times. Three times. Yep. You went a few more times without me, but yep. that's the most I had been in a season in probably 15 or 20 years, right. you know, getting the opportunities to go out that much. But, uh, you know, so we saw all the deer that day, uh, kind of collected ourselves, had a good conversation, decided to go back the next weekend saw one yeah. so he got to see both sides of the spectrum you know swimming yeah. in deer and sitting they here for exist. six hours and then seeing that doe 200 yards away the truck right. oh you know so yep. he his first season he got to experience all of it except that the actual take <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah which that's, is fun that's right. well, but, but boy that i tell you what that he like i said i can't stress enough it was hooked because then the questions went from you know the shooting and rifles and stuff like this to what about trail cams? What about this? Oh, God. <laughs> Should we build a stand? Should we, you know, cause, I mean, now he's just here. I was like, oh, what article have you been reading? You know, did, or yeah. something like that. Did you start going back and watching all the deer hunting videos and doing all the YouTube oh, and yeah. all that? Yep. That's Trying awesome. to get, awesome. get and again, ideas. And... From a guy that doesn't use sense, I've never owned a trail cam. I've never, you know, so I'm like, well, you're going to have to call someone else. Call Nathan. I don't know. But if you want to get one, get one. You know, we know they're there. It's not like we don't know there's deer up there. So yep. we'll take a picture of it when you kill it I'm yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, and that's so the good thing is though after last year you were ready to go oh, back yeah. you oh, know yeah. so we the the outdoor community officially gained a member absolutely last year because he was ready to come back he did he wasn't successful right i mean 
Well, the bad thing was, so we saw 18 deer on opening day, but we actually did not take a single shot. I told him, so, I'm sure. not pulling trigger till you do. As we're going back to that the car. That gun never left my lap. So, somebody's like, you know this isn't like a petting zoo, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it was because another thing that day, too, up to that meadow to the right, a couple of doe had come in. Well, they had actually picked us up, and so I got to see, you know, the first, like, the stomping, the snorting. Snorting at them. And yeah. so, I mean, that was cool, too, just to see that because you hear about it, but until you see it the first time, you're like, oh, that's what that's what that looks like. Right. Or, you know I mean? So, yeah. really. There's going to be a point in your hunting career when a doe blows at you, you want to kill her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cannot, <laughs> he's going to make you mad because he's going to ruin everything, yep. right? Uh, yep. But, yeah, the first time hearing that, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's mean, still cool to see a, a deer in their element, but. Yeah, hey, it happens to the best of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen 18 deer in one day, Oh, I'll be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, that's a lot of deer to see in one day. So that's that's an awesome first experience, and who cares? I mean, it's still fu- it's funny. Oh. You'll, you'll have that, <laughs> oh, forever, you know, if you yeah. hunt until you're in your 80s, yep. you're still going to have that, that oh, first yeah. story. And, that, you know, it was with your buddy, well, too. That's the other that, thing. I had a blast. I mean, I was just. <laughs> oh, I, bet. I was just, laughing my ass You get to sit back and just watch it. I'm just, you know, the, that's, yeah. that's cool. I'm the grunt. I was like, I hope you kill one, and I'll I'll show you how to do all the hard stuff. Fun's over when you pull the trigger, but, you know, we'll get yeah, to then that. Then the work one. starts. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. All right, so at the end of last year, you're ready to go again this year. You yep. did some things in the off season to make it, I guess, a little easier on yourself. We did. Uh, so, I mean, so right after the season, got, you know, wore down last year from rifle, we went, you know, opening day. And did we go? We went one more time, though. Was we went the next weekend. The next was weekend. It. That was it for us. Yeah, we didn't do any alternative or uh, antlerless or anything like that. Okay. Right. And so, of course, you know, still being the, the greenie to the deer world, you know, I go and get a trail cam at Black Friday at Walmart. <laughs> and hey. so I'm like, I'm going to get something. Right. So I get me my, my first trail cam, which, of course, this is just your standard, you know, double yep. A batteries. And right. you got to go get the SD card. And, oh, yeah. of course, I'm driving an hour round trip to go check here and there. And, and so we got it set up. And so it was neat, you know, just. Because with my in-laws, too, you know, uh, nobody's ever done it through property. So, you know, they've never had really got to see that kind of stuff. You know, they've saw, you know, wildlife right. firsthand, but never seen sure. the pictures. And so it was really kind of neat to share that with them, too, you know, from a just an outdoor perspective of them getting to see the deer. And we've got coyote. And, uh, I mean, just this. Got that really cool picture of a, a hawk coming down right in front of the camera getting ready to yeah. nab a rabbit or a mouse or something like that. I mean, it's, it's really cool. So you need to watch yourself, by the way. I'm, I'm just telling you now, Schlick, because – Trail cams can be a problem Uh-oh. for some well, people. How many? How many do I own now? A dozen. I don't know, like, a dozen. Yeah, at least. Are they all cellular and they give you? No. The, okay. No. Okay. Uh, you're I, not there I yet. Just got my first one. Uh, that's a, another story in itself. But uh, um, no, none of them are. But it it does become addicting. Oh yeah. Because going and checking trail cams for me is almost as fun as hunting it's not the same oh but yeah, no, when I, I go out I agree. and pull six cards and i get home i'm just like i can't wait it's like christmas um yeah, and then you know, i mean you this get, is my first year honestly running cameras most yeah you got two running or three yeah just two but i mean years past uh i just hunted on property that they had cows on it so i'm like i'm not gonna put it out there yeah. and just get a bunch of picture of cows yeah. you know it's kind of pointless so just watch out because well, before you know it you're gonna have a dozen <laughs> It's the IT guy. Of course he's going to get those things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's so it, And obviously, being there and seeing what we did opening day, I mean, obviously, we knew they were there. But I remember the first time I checked it, I mean, that first picture was I, – I didn't get it actually up till the next spring, though. I didn't go back until springtime. Right. But, like, the very first time we checked it, um, there was one picture that had five deer in one picture. And you're just like, That's oh, cool. my gosh, this is cool. And so, I mean, that, that did. Between opening day being awesome and then the trail cam, you know, kind of catching you, too, and getting that pictures. And, and that's what kind of started – uh, talking and, with some other friends, you know, the hunt, and they're like, "We well, guys are just sitting there in lawn chairs." We're like, 
yeah, I mean, that's what we did, you know. And, of course, they're like, you know how many, you know, blind coverage or brush? I'm like, no, but, man, we saw 18, so what do you need to do anything more <laughs> that for? That's a cedar it? tree. <laughs> so, yeah. But so we kind of talked more about it, and I was like, you know, I think it'd be kind of fun just because with being my, you know, family land. And so we are like, let's, let's talk about building a stand. What's that look like? And so I looked at different ideas and kind of talked to Brian about it. And so over the course of that, you know, spring and summer – we kind of did it in, in phases to get that stand built. And so we did. So like basically right there where we were sitting by that cedar tree, we built just a little probably. About four by eight. It's probably about 10 feet off the ground. Yep. Or we can both sit up there and of have course, plenty of room. And nice hand, hand built. Yeah. They didn't, you know, go buy anything. Oh, no. no, they hand built. I've, I've seen pictures of it. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. I mean, that, and that's just another thing that, you know, you're thinking about how do I want to do things next year. And so one of the things, and I – I enjoy the mobility of being on the ground, but I hate not being elevated when I'm, I'm deer yeah. hunting. And so that, that blind or that stand that you built, that elevated stand, yeah, great idea. And it's just another thing you can you can try out. And it's cool, too. I mean, well, I mean, it's fun doing that stuff with your buddies. I oh, mean, yeah, building stuff yeah. and just having that time, camaraderie. Yeah. Part, part of the, that's what hunting kind of about, too, a little bit, you know, when you're with friends and family, and it's fun. So It's more the memories you make. You know, yeah, you can eat them, obviously, and that's great. And you can have them um, displayed on the wall if you kill something really cool or whatever. But it's more the memories you make with the people you're doing it with than anything else. I don't know anybody that enjoys just hunting by themselves all the time, and that's that's it. I, I don't know anybody. I mean, there's probably somebody out there that's a Scrooge that doesn't want to <laughs> share anything with anybody. Sure. But, I mean, think of anything outdoors, fishing, hunting, any outdoor sports, does anybody like doing it alone? Yeah. No, it's it's yep. you do it with yeah. the people oh, you yeah. care about, and it's the camaraderie and the, the friendships. and um, So, yeah, I mean, you built the blind. You got to enjoy the time together. He and, started yep. getting more interested, wanted his own rifle. So we really talked a lot about that stuff and looked at different things and cartridges. <laughs> a lot of 300 wind mag. <laughs> <Not> yeah, <laughs> ultra mag. Ultra oh, mag. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, a bazooka. So, well, and especially in what kind of sparked it, too, uh, you know, seeing the pictures from those trail cams, you know, he's like, well, wants to maybe get into coyote hunting sometime or something like that. So what's a dual-use cartridge that we could use for everything and stuff like that? So 300 wind bags. Well, <laughs> obviously. Um, you know, so that that was a really fun experience where uh, he ended up getting, you know, his first rifle and ordering it in and everything like that. So I got to take him out and throw him out of sight it in. And I well, mean, What it, rifle did you go with? Ended up getting a six five Creed more. Ooh, nice. those those are really hot right now. Oh my gosh, awesome, awesome! Range. And so it was kind of funny because another buddy of ours that we, we were in a group chat with, and so it's so funny because just the difference of style of people's, you know, what they like, what they don't like. Uh-huh. And so our, our other buddy was the big six five Creed more guy, and obviously, you know, really a new round that's not been around a real long time, but gained a lot of popularity. And so, but just the versatility and. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, this sounds bad just because I'm still green to all this, but ever since I've gotten, you know, hit by the scope with a 300 wind, <laughs> I want something with low recoil. And so, that, yeah, I mean, there's that, nothing that, stupid that, about that. Was that. All, that's always one of my very first questions. How much is gun going to kick? I'm, tex- <laughs> I'm, I'm texting him rifle recoil charts. Like, oh, it's only right here. You know, the 300 wind max way down here. It's right here. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, and, and especially, too, for, you know, he bought a, a, a TC Encore. Okay. Uh, it came with a little four by twelve by forty vortex on it, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we lined it up, went and sighted in, and that thing drives tax. Oh yeah, I mean, just using when we sighted in, I think it was just like hundred and forty grain Fioki full metal jacket, and I shot a either half inch or a five eight inch group in it. Just you know, probably shots ten, eleven, and twelve. I mean, that thing just 
So I was like, well, it's not the gun's fault now. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. No. But, and again. Almost never is. And we, and we did that same thing again. So took out a dozen milk jugs and, you know, set them up all over. And he just started firing shots out of it and, you know, making sure he was comfortable with it. So, yep. And there, it's cool when it's your gun. I mean, yeah. you know, people on the show have listened to our, my show about my grandfather's gun, restoring it. And I, I think it's awesome, obviously. And it, it means even more to me. Um, but it's different when you're borrowing someone's gun compared yep. to when you've it's made yours. the decision yep. to go buy one or whatever. And, you know, it's yours to take care of. And it's, you know, what, it, what this is my gun. And, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there are many like it, but this one is mine. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and you don't have to ask for it. You don't, it's yours. Yep. Exactly. So you scratch it. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> so, okay. You got your gun, you built the, the elevated, um, stand and, uh, Got your trail cam out, and obviously you're getting pictures oh, throughout yeah. the summer. And yep. um, did you uh, see any bucks that were in velvet on your camera? I don't know. You that we did. I yeah, actually, no, we did. did we did actually. We, yeah. Because um, I kind of because really I'd move the trail cam around a little bit because when I first started putting it up, I was just you know putting it on trees wherever I could and kind of moving it around a little bit, so I didn't have a lot of stability with it, and I I just. I don't know why, but I kept on moving it too, which I don't know if that's right or wrong. But well, you're probably is that is Caldwell County uh, is that part of the CWD zone? Mm-hmm. No, so you could have put corn out or something like that if you wanted to, or mineral yeah. or yep. something. Okay. Well, my my point I was going to get at if you did have a buck on camera in velvet, remember they're always huge in velvet. <laughs> yeah. They're always yep. booners when they're in velvet, yep. Micah. Loves giving me a hard time. I so hate, like, I hate velvet you. pictures. They're gorgeous. I love them. But I'm like, he looks like a 160, but that deer's a 120 all day. I guarantee you. You know, so yeah. it's like, no, you're you're just a tease. Yeah, wait wait until you get your first, like, decent, like, mature deer on a trail camera. You're going to freak the hell out. Oh, yeah. And he, he might well, be cool. He might not be much, but um, it's it's still kind of funny. And we actually did, like, getting to- close to actual rifle season, we we did see some, you know, mm-hmm. and there were, there were some good pictures there. And so it kind of, you know, kept that alive and knew knew what we were getting ourselves into so we were excited and yeah okay so this year season hits and it's not like last year um but so kind of walk us through i mean it's similar as far as how many times you got to go but you know walk us through kind of what happened this year you're a little more ready um and kind of how did it start for you yep so we go opening day again of course we you know we have everything laid out just like last year and we're going to use the stand and um just all, all prepared and of course like you said this year i mean you know, pretty warm, you know, um, real windy. Yep. And so, um, once we got up there, you know, that day on opening day and really just saw the one, um, that the six pointer. Yeah. We saw one six point, six pointer, of course, small, small six pointer. And so that, that was, that was it, you know? So, I mean, yeah. So that's, well, and it was one of the, where are these 18 deer? (laughs) Well, and so, and he had made the decision. He was like legal buck or doe. I just want to yep. shoot. I, I just want to get it out of the way. First I want to, legal, yeah, I want to shoot legal deer. And, well, it, and it was right around that same time and coming right out of the same direction. Like this one was walking at us, coming through that gap in the fence that I told you about. And I and when I first saw it, again, it's on my left. And I told him, I was like, "Here's your doe. Here she comes. It's going to be perfect." So he gets a scope up there, and he's like, "I see antlers." And I knew it wasn't good because if I didn't see him initially, <laughs> right. I was like, "It's too small." Right. right and up. sure enough, I mean, it was just little bitty coat Tiny. rack, little mm-hmm, you know. Yes. And, uh, boy, that was – and that was it. <laughs> that was all we saw that what day. What was all this one-in-a-million talk? Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yep, so kind of, a, you know, obviously drastic difference from year one to year two and not seeing it. And so, um, 
you know, just timing wise of getting to go and having to set it up to, you know, drive an hour each way. I mean, it's just, it's a lot to plan ahead to, you know, yeah, and yeah. both got families yeah. and things like that. Yeah. We get it. So, yeah. And so, uh, I think how, what we did next because we, we ended up going back up there one more time. You went back up there. I did. I went with the, uh, my wife's cousin, uh, yep. so we went up there again, and then him and I we could only set for the morning, and so we went up the whole morning. And him and I. Uh, and you say you saw one streak across. We saw you. one, but I mean he he was almost spooked, and he never even stopped on us. And so, I mean, and it was back off to the left. So I mean, it wouldn't have been my shot either. And so he came across, and so that, you know. Another kind of just wasted day. I mean, that's how it goes. Right. You know, that's that's why it's called hunting. So yeah, no wasted day in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. There's always something to learn. Yep. And so, uh, you know, through this process, you know, being up there at the farm, uh, you know, I kind of started talking to some family. You know, just I, I had some family that did hunt. You know, here closer to home, um, but you know, obviously a lot of family that already hunted that land, and so um, just didn't want to intrude on their hunting and you know that kind of stuff. And so finally, I was asking around. I was like as the rifle season was wearing down, I was like, Hey, you know, if anybody's going, you know, at these days, you know, I'd like to try to get out there. And so sure enough, they're like, yeah, if you know, if you want to go out there, you can. And, um, so I actually went one day with my cousin and my grandpa out just here, uh, closer to home, South of uh, Oak Grove, Missouri, and, uh, got out there with my cousin. And so, you know, being with Brian and just, you know, learning kind of what I think is, you know, a good way to hunt and go about it. I got there with my cousin and he's, they're wanting to ride, four-wheelers into the stand i'm like you guys are gonna scare everything away what are you talking about you know and they're like well we're not walking to the stand i'm like oh geez and so sure enough i mean we weren't there not even 10 minutes and he shot a little spike buck that my cousin shot so that was the first opportunity to actually finally get up a close and personal you know and see yeah. him you know field dress a little bit yeah. and, oh these things have guts <laughs> oh yeah and so that's when the work starts but so i'm sitting there watching him and uh, of course i'm you know, taking some pictures just to kind of, you know, figure out what I'm, how it's going to work. And so I call Brian after it's done. I go, well, I got to see my first one. And, uh, you know, kind of walking through what the, how my cousin did it. And he's like, yeah, don't do it like that. That's that's not the way you want to do that. And so it can work to each their own. I mean, yeah, everybody, it, it can work, but I mean, sure. It's whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, so, I, I'll never knock someone for the way they choose to hunt. I mean, yeah. I, I will disagree with it, but I'm, there's guys that used to come up from the south that hunted the property behind uh, one of my farms that I hunt. And every year I'd watch them come up for rifle season, get on their four-wheelers, ride them down the timber lines, park the four-wheeler, get off, walk 10 feet, sit on the ground. Legal. But I'm like, any deer that was in that timber is <laughs> gone, gone now, first off. Right. Uh, but, you know, hey, that's how they choose to do it. And if they were enjoying themselves, they were enjoying themselves. But, yeah, I mean, not necessarily the way I would do it. But, uh, yeah, that's it is what it is. But at least you were getting a go. And oh, yeah. you know, more yep. experience you got out in the timber and in the, in the woods is is, bad, is good for you. So, Yep. So it was neat to be with my cousin. You know, obviously, you know, he shot, shot that little spike buck and, you know, got to see the whole process one time. And so um, – and that, that was um, – right towards the end of rifle season. So we got to go. I got, and so through this process too, my, my oldest daughter is 10 years old. And so she's starting to kind of, you know, understand a little bit. And so she's kind of, you know, seeing dad do this and, you know, she's getting interested. So it's fun, you know, as you, as it, you know, through this process of, you know, Brian, you know, teaching me now it's kind of relaying down to my children too, which is fun. And, and so the, and so we finally, you know, she, she went with me one day and we went out there and just kind of uh, 
did our own thing and I was like, you know, if this does happen, I'm like, I might have to call you or YouTube this thing and, <laughs> and see what happens. But we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yep. And so the uh, thing is, you were close to home on this one. That's right. So oh yeah, someone could have helped. It wasn't you out. an hour away. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so uh, this was the very last day of a uh, full rifle season. You know, with uh, all you know, basically all normal any any sex. Yeah. Any deer. Yep. yep. So last day of rifle season, and so uh, it gets to be um, just about you know done you know dark dark out and so we were actually in my uh, stepdad has another deer stand out there so we were actually getting down out of it and as we got out sure enough here comes a buck just right to the uh north of us so i hop back in the stand because he has <laughs> he's got windows and so I, and of course i'm trying to like look through this thing through the scope and he's just far enough away and it's getting dark couldn't tell you, you still had your antler restrictions in lafayette county missouri so i was like I can't tell, you know, and I'm not going to be that guy just because, you know, Brian's, you know, really taught a lot about, you know, doing yeah, things. Ethics, ethics. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, sure okay, shot, be, sure. be, be smart here. And so couldn't tell. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Well, so he ended up come, taking off to the West. And, and so that's where there, there's a crest up there. And, and it kind of opens up because they, they actually have quite a bit of land there too. And I was like, okay, you know, I go, let's walk, let's walk up there, you know, because he kind of was heading West. And, you know, if it's got maybe a little more light, maybe he's, if, he's, if he's over there still, you know, we might be able to uh oh what's it called for the new guy the the stalking kind of and so yeah, stalking. Stalking. yeah and so we're like we can walk up there maybe we'll see this thing and so we get up there and of course he's long gone and i call him and i'm like ah oh, we saw a buck you know and i'm on the phone with him and i'm walking back to the the uh the pickup and, and i'm on the phone with him i go there's three dough i gotta call you back and so <laughs> And I'm forcing his mind. It's like, oh my gosh. And part of me, I was like, I, I would really like to be there when he shoots his first deer. But and part why of the hell are you? To, yeah. Why so, the hell are you walking back to your truck right now? Yeah. So I'm just like, well, call me when you're done, or call me what? Let me know what happens. And so of course, at this point, I have my my ten year old with me, you know, and so she's you know taking it all in, and I'm like, all right, be quiet, you know, and because they're about a hundred yards away, and they're they're kind of back to the south. At this point, though, it's it's getting you know. We only got probably about five or ten minutes close, left. It, close it, to last light. It, it's not, yep. yeah. And so, um, so I, I, you know, I get my scope, I get my rifle up, you know, and they have no idea we're there, and I'm about a hundred yards away. And um, the bad part was, like, through all of our training, you know, like <laughs> all of our training, <laughs> we, we we really never have done any just freestanding shooting. Yeah. And so, being a, a new, you know, hunter. You know, I've always been in chairs. We've, you know, used different types of things to rest your gun on. So you mm -hmm. have some type of base to really have that. We built the walls of our blind specifically to put your rifle sitting right. in sure. your chair. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sitting there, you know, this is, here we are. We're going to go into this thing. I'm going to be standing up for the first <laughs> shot I'm going to take at my first deer. And so there's three of them, you know, they have no idea. And uh, in my mind, you know, just from the things he's talked about, you know, shoot behind the shoulder and where, where to aim. And so... Of course, I get that up. I'm standing up, and I I swear, you know, I get I get it, you know, the crosshair right where I want it, and um, you know, take my shot. And um, at this point, though, it actually, it kind of started sprinkling, even raining a little bit. Yep. And so, uh, I I I really, when I shot, I was like, man, I I think I got her, you know. And I was asking my daughter, and of course, she's like, she had her ha her ears covered, so she couldn't get, you know, that's too loud, and then and she couldn't tell. And I swore it, it mule kicked. I'm like, oh, I I got her, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm I. I was ready to go find this thing, and so I get down there, and with my cousin, you know, he when he shot the spike buck, you know, we did a little bit of a blood trail, got to find it, you know, and that was a neat experience to learn learn that aspect, and got down there, tried to find blood, couldn't really find anything. It was kind of dark. It was kind of some leaves had fallen, so it was kind of blending in a little bit, and 
And so I, I saw him take back off into the woods. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go over there and kind of see if I can see any blood or just do a little, little grid search to see if I can find this thing. And, but I, I spent probably 15, 20 minutes. And of course, by this point it's, it's dark, you know, and I didn't have like a good spotlight to try to spotlight to try to see if I could see anything Aren't on the you ground. Using, were you using the phone, the light on your phone? <laughs> that's what I, when you called me, I swore that's what you said you were using. Oh yeah. So I called Nate. I'm like, man, cause he just, I just heard his story about, you know, looking for one and just, you know, kind of just getting ideas of what's the best way to try to find one, you know? And, right. And just with the rain and, I mean, it was almost just pointless, you know? And so I was uh-huh. like, man, this stinks. Cause I, I, I really did. I thought I had shot this doe and I was like, I, I want to harvest it and, you know, get it processed and, you know, yeah. do, do the ethical thing. And, well, and the good thing is you did. I mean, you, so for the listeners, Schlick, you know, thought he shot her, couldn't find any blood. Um, most likely called you, called me and asked me, um, you know, I can't find any blood, blah, blah, blah. What should I do? There was the whole rain factor. And so, you know, the, the basically decision was if you can't find blood right now, um, you know, do your best to try to find it. If you can't, you're going to have to unfortunately come back in the morning um, and try to find her. Yep. And by that time, there's not going to be blood on the ground, so you're going to be grid searching. But the good thing is Schlick had already made that decision that he was going to keep looking for this, this oh, deer. Because yeah. yeah. you, you've been taught the right way. You took the hunter safety class that tells you this stuff. Your friends have, have put you in the right situation mentally to go. If I if I make the decision to pull the trigger, I, I'm going to do everything I can to, to to recover this animal. So yeah, um, you didn't find her that night, and I know you went back the next morning yep. and did some grid searching. And um, you know the the way you explained it to me on the phone, the way we talked, I kind of was. I felt like you might not hit her. Yeah. And I said, and honestly, I'd rather you not hit her at all than you know not hit her very well get a bad yep. shot and yes. you went back the next day and didn't find a single sign no um, we, we did with really. another buddy so yeah, yeah. We, i mean covered a lot of ground looking good, and, good veteran hunter that we know and he took out there we you know he we went and looked at some water to see maybe if we'd gone to water and yeah I mean, just just nothing though and so really yeah. so I'm, just I'm, kinda, I'm pretty certain i don't think you hit her no. which I, yeah is fine we've all missed <laughs> i mean that's a hard shot to make oh Any, yeah i mean freehand 100 yards that's a hard shot first one yeah. ever right yeah. at last light you know all those things playing against you yeah yep, so, yep. but so it didn't end that way it did not end so that so that was the the last day of of you know any gender rifle season and so of course uh, we have the antler list coming up and so we we talk it through. We're like, hey, let's go to Antlerless, and you know, just being close to home with families. We're like, hey, let's just do this place right here south of town. It's close to home, and and so we had an afternoon to uh, get out there and, and hunt through to the evening. And so, so we uh, Brian and I went. We actually took my daughter with us because she was, you know, she's getting into a little more, which is fun. And mm-hmm. and so we get out there, and uh, we're so we're just sitting in the stand and. It gets to be almost probably like five o'clock in the afternoon. And I told him he's going to quit taking me because every time I went, we didn't see squat. So, and again, the, you know, forty mile an hour wind. Just I was like, I'm sorry, it must be me. So, yep. So got to be, you know, getting be dark again, you know, and we were, we were, it was, it was, and that, that day was actually pretty warm again too. I mean, yeah. I, I was in a just a hoodie. Yeah, didn't I just even had have a coat. jacket on. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and so uh, warm day windy and we're like ah whatever you know but then by the time five o'clock rolled around got kind of cold on us winds picking up and even more and we're getting kind of cold like my 10 year old taking about an hour oh, nap she's drooling all over the place <laughs> well and i and uh, jocelyn she's sitting in between us and i even told her i mean my eyes i mean they're not what they used to be but we're hunting over a clover field so it's green as can be but where the looking into the timber that field crests and there's a timber about 100 yards directly in front of us 
Um, and I even leaned over and I was teasing Jocelyn. I was like, Jocelyn, I need your help. I can't see anything. If it's not brown with green behind it, I'm not going to be able to see it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, and we're talking, it's like 10 to five, you know, five till five. That sun is just it's set cresting behind, down on that yeah. tree line. And once it got of course behind the tree, then you have the kind of shadows and all kinds yep. of stuff. And, and so, I mean, we were, we were about, about ready to leave really. About I mean, ready to call it it. Well, yep. And so we're sitting there and all of a sudden the 10 year old daughter goes, did you guys see that? We're like, what? And I'm like, nope, I don't see anything. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> and so I don't course, feel so bad now about Chase seeing stuff before me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, of course, we both pull our rifles up to look through our scopes, you know. And so, sure enough, like, I look at, we both look at each other. We're like, I don't see anything. There's nothing over there, honey. Like, you're seeing something. Because you know, like you said earlier, you know, when, you, uh, when, it's, when you're out there, you know, everything looks like a deer at you know, light or dark. And Especially for a kid that's, you <laughs> yeah. know, you're yeah. like, what are you talking yeah. about? What do you know? Yeah. You know that's just right. woke up. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so sure enough, though, just because the way the crest was in the middle of that field, <laughs> that deer had actually gone down. Put her head down. Yep. And she came right back up, and all you could see was, like, just the head. And we're like, it's, it's a doe, you know. We're like, how the heck did you see that kid? You know, but hey, okay, cool. Yep. And so sure enough, it was just the head. And so we're, so we're yeah. sitting there, and... um and again, it's just slow motion, and uh, she'd put her head down. We wouldn't see her for about 10, 15 seconds, and then she had taken four or five steps, lifted up. Now you could see about middle of the neck up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there just looking through my scope, and, and I mean, the rest, I mean, we're through a window, so, I mean, I've just got my gun just sitting there and just as still as could be, just sitting there watching her, and I look over at Jimmy, and he's looking right at me. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm just watching. He's like, could you shoot her in the neck? I was like, yeah. He's like, do it. I was like, no, that's not the deal. We we are six years into this. Like, I, You're pulling the you, trigger first, you know. And we and luckily, so he looked back through his scope, and it, it took probably about another 30 seconds. She'd put her head, we, we'd lose complete sight of her, and then she'd pick up. Now you could see the fold neck. And then from there, she took about five or six more. You couldn't see her legs, but you could see all body. Just she was all just, the important. Parts. She was just floating right above that, that little horizon with nothing but thick, thick timber right behind her. And I was like, there you go. And so I'm sitting there watching. I'm seeing him flip that little safety off, and I see him. And so I'm looking through my scope, and I still really wanted to shoot him because I, I wanted her. I didn't want to miss again, of course, <laughs> at this point. And, I mean, just be, you know, and being with your friend to actually have the field dressing experience, I'm like, if I miss this again, you know, we can't dress another one. I'm going to be super mad at myself. But the, the story would be even funnier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But so, I mean – you know, having the rest and just having the confidence of, you know, having everything with shooting the milk jugs and everything we built up to. And so, you know, put the crosshair right there on the shoulder, just came up a little bit and, uh, you know, had a really just a great broadside shot on her. And About 80 yards. Yep. 70, so, 80 yards. Um, I mean, honestly, it, it, when I shot it, I'm like, man, that, that felt really good. And, it, it, you know, and so that's, how, of course, I look at him, I go, did I shoot it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and, and and again, when we were going through picking bullets, and you know, I have I'm a big I want to I want to punch through an animal, you know. So he, he picked. Uh, I think you were shooting some federal non typical, so 140 grain soft points, you know. So you know, mm-hmm. it should punch all the way through it. And even through my scope, when he pulled the trigger, I saw the hair on the backside, you know. So I knew he, he yeah. put an excellent hit. And again, from all the practice we did and. Stuff like that. I mean, it was the best. I mean, just straight double lung. Uh, we saw her take off in the timber. I didn't hear it, but he heard her tumble. She ran about forty yards and piled up and nice got out of the stand. And uh, but again, I mean, it's I mean, it's dark. It's getting dark pretty quick, you know. So by the time we 
all three of us get down, stuff like that. I put my headlamp on and, you know, cross the, the field and get back over there. And sure enough, you just see a big belly of white about mm-hmm. 20 yards into the timber, you know, sitting back in there. So he it did put a put an excellent, as a, for a first time shot and everything that I have talked to you, you want a clean ethical kill and all mm-hmm. that stuff. You couldn't draw it up any better. So was your heart just, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, of course, you know, you have your kid, too, and you're like, you know, you, with her being there the first time, you know, we don't really know what she's thinking. And, uh-huh. and, and, and we talked through, you know, if, if we were going to shoot one, what it was like. And, you know, you don't want to freak them out because they're kids still. You know, sure. being a 10. And, yeah. And so, and she's, you know, gone fishing with us and saw dad clean fish, you know. So, she's been around some outdoor type stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, but. Uh, uh, it's awesome. It, it, it was awesome to, you know, have your, you know, one of your best friends there, have, you know, your daughter there and just. Yeah, and be your first one. So multiple uh, questions. So <laughs> you both you both called me, and we were talking over the phone on the on your way to the processor that night. But I didn't ask these questions. Did Brian make you take a bite of the heart? <laughs> no, we we had friends that you did. Know, you really... wipe blood on your face? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> and so and it's funny because we have some friends you know that that are diehards that you know ask the same exact questions. And they're like, "Are you going to do that kind of stuff?" And I'm like. You know, really, if I ever do, if I ever do get a chance to shoot a, a buck, like I, I, I'm not, I'm open to it. I'm not completely. <laughs> and so it was so funny because a friend of ours that uh, went. But back you and, did gut it. Oh yeah. See, oh, okay. Yeah, well, then, it. there you go, Brian. Oh, I held yeah. the legs and I talked him through it. Yep. That's how you do it. Yep. How, how long did it take you? You think it wasn't bad? I mean, honestly, I mean, it sounds kind of goofy, but you know, just by you know cleaning the fish I've cleaned in my life. I was kind of joking, like it's just a lot bigger fish, and you're sitting right. there just. Well, uh, and, I mean. We were probably done in ten or fifteen minutes, but that was a lot of me. Sure. All right, this is what this is. Hey, let's yeah. cut the stomach open. What has been eating? You know, because they got acorn, you know, oaks all over the place, mm-hmm. and yep. you know, hey, kidneys, liver. You know, here's all yeah. this stuff. And actually, he had a, a, a coworker that wanted the heart, so we had a good, big, you know, still intact heart that you know, put in a bag awesome. and stuff that he wanted and stuff like that. So, nice. uh, along with the explanations, you know, ten fifteen minutes, and we. Were so done. you did so, really good. Then. That's much yeah. faster than I ever. Yeah. My first year, man, I probably spent like forty five minutes oh. trying to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it was bad. You and know. I, I puncture the stomach every time, and I don't try to. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, I went too deep. Uh, but that's 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 pretty good for your first time. So awesome. I mean, that that's what it's all about, right there. Is congratulations. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. It, and it was a good mature doe. I mean, she was a big. I mean, like I said, when we were talking before we got on here, you know, that's the, a huge bitch. <laughs> you know, the you know, we had the guy come out and look at her at the at the locker and he's like, "Yeah, you're probably getting, you know, 60 65 pounds of meat back." Remember, I mean, just a good mature doe that I mean, it was a great shot. Oh, speaking of meat lockers. You got to tell the story about the processor <laughs> that you told us. Yep, so we uh, you know, being that it was antlerless now, so the season, you know, kind of had winded down from rifle and so um, the place that you know, we were going to take it had actually already closed that night. And so we talked about, you know, stuffing it with ice and taking it in the morning. And it's like, man, I, I really <laughs> like to like, take it tonight and kind of be done with it. And so we had called Nate, actually, and he had told us about a place that uh, uh, down south of Warrensburg, Missouri. And so not too far of a drive. And, yep. um, so I t- talked to Brian, like, hey, if you don't mind, let's take this thing down there. And so sure enough, so I called down there. It's like, hey, you know, making sure you guys are still taking deer. And they're like, oh, yeah, bring her on down, you know. And they're real friendly. So we get down there and um you know kind of off the beaten path kinda, you know uh you know not street lights nothing like that you know but here it is and as we pull up there's a sign out front that's uh, on a dry erase board it says coolers full and he's like did you call them like yeah i called them they're still taking them you know and so so we go inside and, and uh as we get there um there's just you know a good family setting they're around having having some fun having a few beers and 
of course, you know, it's already probably 7.30. They closed at 8, and we were there, yeah, 7.30, 730 on, a, on a Saturday night, you know, and so they're sitting around having a few beers, and uh, the lady comes over and starts helping us with paperwork, and you know, we're sitting there talking through this, and she's asking about different types of, you know, sausages and snack sticks, <laughs> and, and and being with Brian, we were roommates in college for a couple of years, you know, so I knew kind of what I liked and what I didn't, and so I'm ordering, but I just have no idea in terms of the amount of meat, you know, and finally right. I told her, and I go, man, I apologize, you know, this is the first day we were shot, and she looked at me, and she's like, how old are you? I'm like 39. She's like, Hey boys, we got our first one here. And so <laughs> sure enough, these guys, you know, they're just loving it. You know, they're like, that's your first time ever. And of course, yeah. And so they, that's when they told us they went outside and saw that it was a you know good mature dough with 65 pounds of meat. And, and so while she's filling my paperwork out, she goes, we don't usually do this, you know, for adults, but we have a youth special when it's your first one. And so she marked out the uh, the skinning process and, and gave it to me for free. And in big, bold letters, she wrote, first deer, 39 years old. That's <laughs> right. Oh, oh, that's awesome. That is cool. Very but cool. Every every story starts with the first step. That's right. That's that, And that's that's awesome that that happened. I I thought I got a kick out of it. Well, and so one really neat thing that I've not really got to share a whole lot with you guys, even um, a guy that I work with, um, it's kind of actually spurred him now. Like he actually went and got his hunter safety course, and now it's like it's because of everything that Brian's taught me, you know. And I've kind of been talking it with my buddy at work. Mm-hmm. You know, he went and got his hunter <laughs> safety course. He doesn't have a rifle yet, and so of course if we're talking through all this. I mean, it just like you said, you know, it's somebody that has a willing to show some interest and help you out and kind of get your feet wet and. And so that's kind of the you know how this you know thing keeps yeah. going, and so hopefully uh, you know if it's something that passes along, and so you're hooked then, definitely going again. Oh yeah, I'm, I've already been. Have, looking, you been, have, you been at, have you been looking at bows yet? <laughs> <laughs> that's when I, I'm, if I get him in a bow, yeah, he's yeah. in trouble. Yeah, yep. that that's when it really gets expensive. <laughs> Dude, congratulations! That's yeah. that's terrific. That's why I wanted to talk to you because it's. Yeah, this is a cool story. It's it's literally never too late to yep. to start this, and <clears throat> you hear this saying all the time. This is exactly why it's one of the most true things that I ever remember hearing when it comes to the outdoor community is take someone hunting, just take someone hunting, yep. and you could have somebody you know hook for life uh, mm-hmm. like Jimmy is, and you know Brian took the time out of his life to get Brian or slick in it. And now Schlick's a hunter. Yep. He's he's one of us. He's in the club, as they say. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what this is all about is getting more people involved in the outdoors. So whether it's your kids, like you took Jocelyn, that's yep. uh, terrific. I take the boys with me. My daughter won't go with me, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, whether you take your kids or you take a friend or you take a coworker. Somebody that's got interest, take them with you. Whether they, you know, like you were saying, your first, gonna, you first didn't even want to shoot. I was going to sit with him and just take it all in and, and just learn and see if it's something I was interested yeah, in. Yeah, whether they want to shoot or not, or when they, you know, they really shouldn't shoot if they don't know what they're doing yet, yep. but just take them and they could get hooked. And that's that's kind of the point I wanted to get across in this, this episode was take someone, it's never too late. Jimmy at, you know, 39 years old this year, killed his first deer and... <laughs> hopefully not going to be your last. Well, and we talked about it right at the beginning too. And I think, especially I know the older I've gotten that appreciation, you know, when you're out there and you get to everything just slows down and you know, mm-hmm. matter what you have going on and you know, life's busy and families and work and all that stuff. But when you're out there and you hit, like Jimmy said, it's still dark and you're just listening to everything around. You're just kind of like, take that deep <laughs> breath. Like, 
oh, this is nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just it's just nice well, to be out here. Everybody's life's busy, you know, and everybody needs time to just relax, and yeah. there's no better spot to do it. So Yeah, that's the other part I like about hunting is I get to go sit in quietness for yeah. a few hours at a time. <laughs> you know, for the listeners, Schlick, you've got four kids too. Yep. Uh, so it's it's nice to be able to go be quiet for a few hours. So it's um, it's an awesome story. Uh, I'm super proud of you. Um, it's awesome that you got to do it. I'm, I'm proud that I got another friend in Brian that took the time uh, to show another friend all the ropes. Um, definitely the right guy to go to when it comes to rifles right there. Uh, we'll our man Brian up. knows what he's doing uh, with that sort of stuff. So um, congratulations again. And uh, you got anything else before we hop off? Hopefully I have a story about shooting a buck sometime. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Yeah, there you go. Could have had one last year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh and also, thanks for being a good sport with that stuff, too. You know, it's fun to oh, laugh, yeah. and especially if you can laugh at yourself. Uh, but it's fun to laugh at some of those first experiences when, you know, somebody that's a little more experienced can be like, that's hilarious. Why didn't, you know, you do this? Why didn't you do that? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, because well, that, um, that day when we saw the 18 deer, my uh, cousin and I went with, you know, this year again. Uh, the next day he goes out he wasn't there for like two hours and he shot two doe in the two hours he was there so he's like what was your problem yeah <laughs> he's like what what happened yeah and even my wife you know who's not a big you know hunter person herself she's like you didn't take one single shot I'm like <laughs> oh man I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna live this down well guess what now you can because you got one that's right <laughs> that's so. right moving on <laughs> all right congrats again unless anybody's got anything else good all right thanks for coming on guys appreciate thank it thank you that's that that was a good story yeah, I, was, I enjoyed that. I, you know, I'm glad Schlick was able to laugh at himself through some of the funny parts uh, of his experiences, because uh, <laughs> we've all probably been there at one point in time in our life. And uh, I can almost feel Brian like, you know, scalling at him when he's like, <laughs> "You Why idiot, you shooting!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're supposed to shoot him then. But no, uh, that, I mean that's just part of it. I mean. I think you even said whenever, I think it was the first time you went elk hunting, didn't you have an elk oh, yeah, pretty day, much pop right up in front of you one. and you didn't even bring your bow up? No, So, day, I mean, you yeah. get... It, it happens. Day one, yeah. I had an elk at 60 yards. Don't think I could have shot him, right. but my bow wasn't even in my mind right. at that time. And I mean, you're just... It was in my hand. You're soaking it all in. You're trying to think. I mean, it, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so. it, it is a cool experience, and you got to go through those to get better. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. So yeah, and they and they did that. They, I mean, it it's pretty cool. Brian took him under his wing. You know, started at the basics and worked his way up, and it's awesome. Yep. Now he's got a a deer uh, to show for it. So yep. absolutely. And he got it a lot faster than a lot of people do. It only took him two seasons to to harvest one. I mean, I didn't. If you take away my first rifle deer, which it, I I did kill the first year I went rifle hunting, mm-hmm. I didn't kill a, a deer with my bow for the first maybe four years really of bow hunting i can't remember for sure but yeah i mean there's a lot of people that it doesn't happen that fast oh absolutely and then but usually i mean most cases you get that one and once you break that ice that's when it kind of all comes together and be and it kind of i don't want to say it comes easier but it is a little bit easier the next year it kind of you know because you build build on build that past confidence ex- yeah build that confidence and on that past experiences and it really helps out so you know hopefully all everybody has you know success to come yeah so. hope everybody enjoyed that this is what our podcast is about is getting more people involved whether mm-hmm. it's obviously this was an easy one because it's a buddy of mine uh, i love hearing these stories whether it's my buddies or not sure um you know if you've got a story about a friend that is getting into 
to hunting, tell us the story. You know, we love hearing these these things. Send us pictures of someone's first harvest. Um, right. Uh, that's about the only thing I like about social media is seeing other people's stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I really enjoy that. Um, you know, and I hope everybody enjoyed this story with, with Jimmy today and can relate to the, the first time they were there. Yep. So, um, anyway, unless you got something else, we're done. That's it, man. Everybody have a, a great day. We'll talk to y'all later.